Welcome to Campfire Chronicles episode number 20. I'm Robbie. My name's Andrew. And last time we were talking about our resolutions, the channel, and we did a live Q&A. And we had the whole gang last time, but it's just us two this time. Yep. And um, why don't you talk a little bit about what everybody's opinion on <laughs> opinion was on how we should... like, Because we, I mean, we had come up with things like doing top 10 videos, stuff mm -hmm. like that, and people had pretty strong I reaction so i think it was pretty clear that like most people did not want to see that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is kind of a relief to me like no they don't i was see... gonna say the exact same thing yeah like nobody wants to see more gear reviews on youtube yeah um, top 10 lists are boring and actually it i was thinking about how like every time we've come to a decision like this the right decision in hindsight is always to go with what we think is right instead of like what we think would appeal to people. Yeah, it's so true. It's like whenever you try to do something to, whenever you try to do something that you think people will like rather than just do what comes naturally that you like, it always yeah. seems to backfire for us. Like, I mean, it seems yeah. to work for other people just fine, but. <laughs> <laughs> for That's us, like Greedo's curse or something. <laughs> it was just like, um, like back in like when I was younger and then you'd always try to do stuff to impress girls. And then it was it would never work, and you're like, why isn't this working? And then you just be yourself, and then you can find like the right girls, and you're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> going along with that, it's like the whole the the old adage of like, whenever you're not available or whatever. Oh yeah, suddenly yeah. like yeah, it, I think there is like something to that where if you're not trying as hard to achieve something, or like not trying in the sense, and this kind of goes into something else we're going to talk about, but if you're not trying in the sense of like going against what comes naturally then oh that's uh, that the we used to talk about that all the time what's that wu wei concept or wei wu wei yeah wu wei yeah it's like it's effort a, without effort yeah yeah, yeah. effortless yeah. action or whatever yeah such a tricky thing but um <laughs> yeah people definitely said just stick to your main videos don't do clickbait which is and yeah. don't do gear reviews which is funny we did a gear review right after that like right yeah <laughs> that sleeping bag review that one was a long time in the making uh yeah. we got that from outdoor vitals like in june or mm -hmm. maybe even oh, maybe it was april of 2017 but i mean it was a zero degree bag so couldn't really test it till the winter but we had to do that at some point so mm -hmm. um okay so we come we came up with some topics today that we kind of wanted to talk about and one of them i guess maybe is semi related to the channel mm -hmm. oh i guess it's a lot really related to it but um people are always telling you what you can't and what you shouldn't do right mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i feel like 99 percent of us we just listen to that and accept it as like the fact of what what has to happen but then there's always like the one percent of people who do crazy stuff and just i mean it's like i don't want to quote steve jobs because he's been quoted to death but he he's one person who's mentioned that it's like the people who are crazy enough to change the world are the ones who do mm -hmm. i assume that he actually said that but even if he didn't the the point is is that like i was watching this commercial in the super bowl the other day and there was a dude riding a motorcycle like standing on top of it he's basically like surfing a motorcycle down the street and I can imagine that all his life, this guy has been told, stop doing these dangerous stunts. Don't do this. Why are you doing this? Stop doing this. And just face like people telling him, you can't and shouldn't do this the whole time. And he's made a career off of it. Like yeah. literally he's on, in a Super Bowl commercial doing something that everybody told him he shouldn't or can't do. It's sort of on a related note. I think something that bothers me is when... <coughs> people like chastise people for not going into a so-called realistic field like mm -hmm. if you're studying anything that isn't like science or engineering people are like oh well this is why you can't find a job but at the same time we place so much value on the people who are doing things that are outside of those fields like any sort of art or movies like people love movies but we also scoff at people who are trying to become like actors and actresses. yeah isn't that so weird it's like yeah. It's almost like you're looked down upon if you're like some struggling actor. Mm -hmm. But then if you make it, you're yeah, like... suddenly it, it goes to the exact opposite of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Like well, actually, praises and... <laughs> you know, it's funny because... Um, well, I guess like a lot of people are really un unsung in other categories that they say you should be doing as well, though. Like if you want to mm -hmm. be like a scientist, like researching medicine and disease and stuff... 
like you don't get any praise for that it's kind of like you just have to love doing it that's true yeah yeah but like stuff like acting i guess there is that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for mm-hmm. achieving it it's weird we've as a whole in society i feel like we have a weird set of priorities <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's like uh teachers you know like teachers teachers yeah why you know that's the weirdest thing there, there's two components of that actually one of them is food and the other is well i mean so <laughs> teachers like they are literally raising the next generation of humans like mm-hmm. they are teaching them like and they're the most underpaid undervalued and then they're forced to like follow this curriculum that's very rigid and it's like look you're literally making the next batch of humans yeah. Okay. And if you want like a better world, shouldn't we be investing all of our effort into that and like applauding or lauding the people who are doing it, you know? Yeah, and what's what's amazing is like a lot of these places now teachers are having to spend their own paycheck for like supplies and stuff. Is that true? <laughs> it's like Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of uh public schools at least are like getting their funding cut. Wow, dude, that is crazy, man. Yeah. Like, uh, a few years ago, like, the neighbors down the street, they have, like, kids in elementary school. Mm-hmm. And they were telling us that their kids don't have recess anymore. What? Yeah, it's uh, maybe there was just that school, but I was like, man, you got to, like... The, okay, that's where I was going with the food, actually. It was, like, <laughs> the food that we're feeding kids as well. It's, like, mm-hmm. literally... Food is literally what you make your body with, okay? And then, like, the schools... We, I remember when I was in school, dude, did you have like the little Debbie snack carts where you could get all the snacks yeah, for 50 yeah, cents each? Like it's like, there, there was no restriction on it. It's just, if you had the money, you could go buy and make yourself sick with mm-hmm. fudge rounds and honey buns and all sorts of terrible stuff like that. Like I know people, some people get upset when it, they're like, oh, the government's imposing their healthiness on us but yeah it's like, like maybe we should have some vegetable options is all we're saying like, come on. like well no i think the other thing is okay so food is an interesting topic because the there, vegetables like real unprocessed whole foods are no competition for processed foods mm-hmm. like who in their right mind would say okay i'm gonna have this bowl of spinach instead of this pepperoni pizza Mm-hmm. Like, unless you really had, like, the gumption and the desire to be super healthy, like, your body's just going to be like, yo, I want that pizza. Like, just <laughs> let's get the pizza. So, it, 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 I understand, like, the not wanting, like, I mean, really understand that, too, because, like, I don't really want people legislating that type of thing. Like, mm-hmm. just trying to legislate moral behavior. Um, yeah. But the... At the same time, like there's no other options, and the that's unhe- the thing, man. That's yeah. like the it's not a matter of legislating it; it's a matter of having some sort of influence so that everybody is able to get like the same sort of nutrition if they choose. To. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there are places where there are no supermarkets, like some places in the city, some places out in the rural. Yeah, what do they call of- those again? Food deserts or something? Yeah, 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 dude. It's like Burger King is like calorie wise is your best option and i don't know why i always use burger king it's like who even goes to burger king <laughs> there's um there's like some anecdote uh one of the guys in evansville was like oh we can we go to a gas station and like <laughs> like we thought he meant a place to like pump gas but he meant like a place to get food <laughs> we're like why don't you just say like the store or something yeah like specifically a gas station. <laughs> can we go to the petrol station so I can fill up my automobile <laughs> and my gullet? You know, one thing I will say though is like, yeah, it's true that like if you put some delicious processed food and a plate of like tepid spinach in front of me, like, <laughs> like I'll go for word. the pizza. But at the same time, like I've known people who. Like one of my uh, my friends lived in like the ag agriculture building, and actually, <laughs> so he was a computer science major. The only reason he chose that building is because the word food was in it. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is like. <laughs> so he, um, he he lived with like a bunch of people who were, like their parents were farmers and they were studying agriculture. But there's one roommate of his, who just like didn't eat vegetables and like. <laughs> Went to the salad bar one time, like, got a bunch of ham and put ranch on it. <laughs> like, 
like there I, I get that processed food is more appealing but at the same time i don't understand like why you wouldn't want some vegetables at least like there's a lot of tasty vegetables no for and, sure dude i well i, I oh, go ahead no i i think the problem is like people are eating like steamed broccoli and not yeah like, yeah something cooked well <laughs> i i feel like maybe we've talked about this before on a podcast or somewhere it's but my mo- yeah it was like my mom always told me this story that she didn't like real green beans for a long time because she grew up eating canned green beans oh yeah. so like she didn't even know what real green beans were supposed to taste like Although that's a little bit different because she actually liked canned green beans. Like okay, does anyone actually like green beans that are, like, crunchy? I mean, I know a lot of people do, but why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why are they wrong? <laughs> I mean, I like them, but, I mean, I also like soft green beans, too. Like, they're okay. cooked a little bit more. I don't know. It's just, like, it's a fun crunch, man. It's, like... Um, <laughs> no, it's weird. I've always had, like, a weird texture thing. with Like, bean sprouts, uh, those crunchy white bean sprouts are oh, yeah. kind of similar. But at the same oh, time, you don't I've like known those? people who... No, but I do like water chestnuts and like baby corn, and I know oh. a lot of people who don't like it because they're crunchy. So, oh man, I love those I crunchy love those bean sprouts, especially when you put them in ramen, man. I mean, I like them a lot better now, and I'll I'll put them oh, in okay. my pho and stuff. But oh yeah, pho is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what I was gonna ask is, have I met that guy who ate the ham with the ranch? No, no. You, oh, I no. mean, you've met Jess, who's okay. Oh, it was uh, Jess's yeah. roommate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's f- kind of funny, you know. I actually found possibly to you know so like diet the what people think about food it varies vastly right but mm-hmm. i think i found two incontrovertible things truths. yeah truths that everybody can agree on if they're not part of an industry that needs to lobby for it mm-hmm. this is robbie's food dogma <laughs> <laughs> one of them is that sugar is universally bad like mm-hmm. who could who's going to argue for sugar mhm like, does, does anybody want to still make that argument that processed sugar is a good thing? Besides the people now, in the you, sugar industry. You're saying processed sugar? Like, does that include... Not including like fruits. Or like Not fruits. including fruits or honey or stuff like that. Okay, okay. Those are debatable. People will debate those till the end of time. But. Although in large quantities, probably. Still. Yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Oh, well, you know, that's another thing. It's like, you've probably seen like those clickbaits where it's like, this is what bananas used to look like, or this is what watermelons used to look like. Yeah. The fruit and stuff that we have now is like so hyper sweet because we've selectively bred the ones that are the sweetest Hmm. and probably less fibrous too. So, but anyways, sugar is universally bad. I feel like that's a universal that's very easy and you have no, uh, what's the word? nutritional need for it like there's no nutrition to be derived from it there's only energy Mm -hmm. and then the other one is that humans have survived on unprocessed food since the beginning of humans so processed food is technically unnecessary yeah yeah that's so like i mean i i have done almost no reading on this but (laughs) (laughs) people harp on the paleo diet all the time and i get it and like i don't think that there's one specific diet that will suit all of humanity but also like i feel like you can't go that wrong eating stuff that like stone age people ate i don't know i mean yeah no i just like there's definitely sorry go ahead no no no, uh, go ahead that's all oh okay the the there's definitely a breadth of different things and different ways to eat. I just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I was just recently thinking about it. I was like, there has to be some truths mm-hmm. that everybody can agree on. And I feel like those two seem like no brainers. I feel like whenever I eat healthy, I just default to like making vegetables, the largest food group and whatever I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah. There, well, there's Michael Pollan. He said that like after researching a lot of it, he's just like mm-hmm. a food journalist, but he said, eat food, mostly plants, and not too much. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a fairly safe route. It's I not necessarily like, how I eat, but go ahead. If Inuit people have adapted, like, I don't know. Because, like, like, they eat Inuit, all fat, right? Yeah, just pretty much all meat, at least when it's, like, winter, because that's all there is. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they adapted, right? Like, that has got to be, yeah. Over a course of many generations. Oh, what Well, I, was, I mean, like, lactose intolerance used to be dominant, I think. But Oh, really? Yeah. And we've adapted to drink milk. Well, the thing is, it's like now you can survive even on terrible diets. So it's like evolution in that sense. I don't think it's really happening anymore. Mm -hmm. Like the selective, you know. Well, anyways, what I was going to ask is how do you usually eat once one meal a day, right? Yeah, yeah. 
how does that work for you? Because I tried that a day or two ago just to see how it went mm-hmm. and I was starving, but. Well, I don't know. It's weird. Like for me, I feel like this goes back to the whole inertia thing we always talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like if I'm not eating and I just like the longer I go without eating, the less I feel like I need to. And then, like, usually I just wait until I go to the gym and exercise because, mm, I don't know, in the yeah, past yeah. I've, like, exercised after eating and it get cramps or, like, it just doesn't feel that good. Yeah. Um, But then when I get back, I'll eat and the inertia kicks in and, like, I want to keep eating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know so, that feeling, too. Yeah. Well, see, the... But, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. No, I, I think it just somehow works out, like... Because uh, I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like how when when should you trust your body and when should you not trust it because like it yeah. like that's like kind of a modern like new age thing to say is like listen to your body but mm-hmm. man my body will tell me things that are wrong all the time that's true yeah <laughs> so like i don't really know when to listen to be like this is just hunger because i want to eat out of boredom or if this is hunger where i actually need food you know mm-hmm. yeah you know i don't know uh i feel like well, like people would probably say that I should eat breakfast and stuff. And there are studies that show like breakfast improves like cognitive ability in children in school and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, I don't know, like when, when humans first came about, they weren't doing math problems at like 7 a.m., you know? Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, because I can still function like more or less. It's just if if I'm like having to take a test or something, I'll be thinking about food instead. But Well, I but, yeah, thought I don't there know. was research lately that has been said because like i feel like the breakfast is the most important meal of the day was kind of like just a old wives tale and it's kind of gotten into i mean there the... there might be new research proving like so showing, showing otherwise but there <coughs> there has been research showing that but i mean like science is always changing i think that's something people don't yeah that's remember. the other problem i mean like the food pyramid for a while was just like all <laughs> was it like 11 servings of carbs yeah like... 11 servings of like wheat and pasta and stuff and it's like you know, i don't think that's very healthy <laughs> uh, but uh the oh, what was I about to say about that um oh and also like maybe breakfast is the most important meal for kids but they're also right. growing yeah. so like is that still the most important meal for adults and everything yeah i don't know because i i feel like a hunter gathering person would not food immediately in the morning but i don't who knows well the you know the thing is in general is that there is a tendency to i mean we've talked about this before but like romanticize the past Mm -hmm. and be like oh man things were so much better there then the truth is is that you just fix a problem in one area and sometimes a problem creeps back up in another area so like yeah yeah modern society we've fixed so many diseases right Mm-hmm. And, like, we have a really good life expectancy, but we've kind of forgotten how to eat. Yeah. Because we have whatever we can, whatever we want to eat. It was never, in the past, it was just, like, restricted to what we had available. So that's, that's the thing is a lot of people, like, I, I've seen some comments on our channel where, at least on, like, the first Dolly Sods video, I remember seeing a comment that was like, oh, like, you wax poetic about the past, but there were all these problems, life expectancy was, like, 30, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, like... <clears throat> It's true, like, there, there is, I mean, I think people mistake us when we say, look at what our ancestors did as saying, like, oh, this is how we should live. Yeah. But what, what I'm actually saying is we should look at what they're doing and integrate it into yeah, yeah, what exactly. we have now. I mean, it's, it's impossible for all of humanity to be hunter-gatherers, but, yeah. but we can still adopt some of their practices, like uh, being egalitarian and peaceful and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not making nuclear weapons you know <laughs> although i will say one thing um the whole thing where everyone's like oh back then uh like back when people hunted and gathered they only lived to 30 that's that's not true like yeah that was including infant mortality right right okay right yeah. which like again that's it's not that that's not a problem but once you live past infancy people were still living into very old ages and they were very healthy yeah and you know i feel like people had to have been more robust then just out of simple oh, fact yeah. that, like, there was no choice but to be robust. Yeah. Like, now it's like, you can be the most unrobust person ever. And it's like, it's almost like society, in, I'm not like, there's no grand conspiracy here. It's yeah. just like, this is just... This the, is just what happens. This is just what happens. It's like, like yeah. we have all this entertainment at our fingertips, and it's all very entertaining. 
-hmm. it's easy it's so much easier to just like be sedentary you know absorb absorb media instead of create media or watch people dancing instead of dancing yourself or watch people singing instead of singing yourself you Mm -hmm. know so it's like where was i going with that um Well, I don't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> the the real th- trick is is to take the lessons from the past and modernize them, you know? It's yeah, kind of yeah. like uh, the one episode of The Simpsons where Homer's like, Marge, you know, if I learn one thing, I forget how to do another thing. It's like, like that time I learned how to make wine and I forgot how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> and Marge, of course, says, Homer, you didn't forget how to drive. You were just drunk. <laughs> But it's like the same kind of principle of like, yeah, yeah. It's like there's nothing necessitating that, like, that all the problems that exist, like, there's no reason for them to exist at this point. Like, I mean, when when agriculture <laughs> first came about, that's usually when people think that like inequality happened because like somebody was producing these things and they started owning land and stuff. Yeah. But it's like nowadays we like. Back in the feudal age, maybe there wasn't enough food to go around everybody or something. I don't know. But now we have more than enough stuff to, like, meet everybody's needs. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just that's, that we're not doing it. It's so tragic, too, because, like, the the statistics on food waste in the U.S., it's oh, something yeah. god-awful, like, 40, 30 or 40% of the food that's made is thrown away. Yeah. I mean, even, like, like there, there's the aspect of, like, customers and like people who buy food throwing it away, but there's also like the production side of things. Like even before it leaves the farm, a lot of fruit just gets left behind because it doesn't look good. Yeah. Enough. Cause it's not like pretty enough to put in supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, I understand it. Like if you put some, I mean, I understand on a certain level, but it's also like, we have to like educate ourselves and like, yeah, you know, get beyond that at some point because if, if we keep going into the grocery store and we're like, I only want the most beautiful looking bananas or whatever. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> I only drink the finest African bananas. <laughs> but, uh, well, you, you know what um, I'm talking about. With that yeah, <laughs> Did you know that bananas used to be different? Have we talked? We probably talked. I mean, before. well, that's part of the clickbait one that I was just talking about. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they were all like seedy and super fibrous and stuff well like even as recently as the 50s they used to taste different oh really they they used to taste like what banana flavoring tastes like like in candy and stuff oh okay well maybe that's why banana flavoring doesn't taste like bananas yeah so like all of the bananas we eat from my understanding are like clones so like well apples too yeah they're actually you, you can't grow the same type of apple from a seed you have to clone it uh which is weird like <laughs> yeah 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 the, the, maybe it's the same type of principle as like you get a healthier dog when it's a mutt instead of like a clone mm-hmm. maybe we'd get healthier apples for us i don't you know get better like, stormtroopers when <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know so well the, just i guess the moral of the story is that well how do we get on food in the first place we were talking about school lunches oh yeah um <clears throat> the moral of the story is kind of that the problems just they change because yeah this was not a problem like you look at squirrels like i there's a lot of squirrels in my yard so i'm always looking at squirrels <laughs> and they eat acorns like all day but that's literally all they eat they don't even have to think about it it's just like man just mm-hmm. keep eating the acorns until there's no more acorns left <laughs> but it's like as a human you can't do that because we have the ability to make our own food and, and we mm-hmm. like have taste and you know preferences and everything so it's it's not that simple for us anymore mm-hmm. which i mean and i think like yeah there, there's ups and downs but i think we can figure out a way to have mostly ups like yeah yeah <laughs> like i don't think we have to sacrifice like delicious food uh in order to eat healthily by any means like well my brother he was recently um he came up with kind of a strategy where he says eat like a pauper most of the time and then eat like a prince occasionally so don't go crazy with like the indulgent like foods that will kill you all the time, yeah. but use it as a treat. And then it's But more... see, I, I think we also need to just like fundamentally change what we think of as indulgent in, <laughs> in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so many healthy dishes that are really tasty. <laughs> like That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
but it kind of appeals to our addictive side because like sugar for example it's like when you look at brain scans of someone on cocaine and someone on sugar it's Mm -hmm. like sugar is even more powerful i i believe that i mean sugar man it's like good lord dude if i could eat whatever i wanted it would just be cereal three times a day (laughs) (laughs) just go sliding down a big hill of sugar (laughs) it's just oh man i haven't had cereal in such a long time just like when you first pour that milk on there and there's that perfect crunch but like the cereal is i'm like my mouth is watering thinking about it you know it's funny actually i've uh like i I don't eat cereal that often but recently i've had a little bit um but sometimes like after eating a few bowls or like a two two bowls or something yeah yeah i eat out of a mug so i don't know what the measurement is (laughs) 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 but uh like i don't know if it's because the cereal's cutting my mouth or what there's probably a variety of factors yeah i start feeling like kind of sick and oh no i mean like I always, it's like when I think back on it, I always kind of felt sick after eating cereal, <laughs> but it just like tastes so good. And like when you're young, yeah. you can get away with it. Like now I'm past 30. It's like, I think maybe that's something I got to kind of realize too, is I'm past 30 and like mm-hmm. your body's just not as resilient to crap that you put inside of it anymore. Yeah. yeah. So like stuffing my face with cereal is just like, <clears throat> what cereal were you eating out of curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> like a former drug addict. Hey, what type uh, of fruity pebbles and golden crisp? Well, off-brand versions. Golden came crisp. in a bag. Mm, okay. Well, I was gonna say maybe fruity pebbles would cut your mouth. Like that's a super sugary one. But um, yeah, yeah, the peanut butter crunch. You, you've had that before, right? Yeah, actually, that was another one. Was a uh, crunch berries off-brand. Also, okay, yeah, <laughs> crunch berries and peanut butter crunch will cut the crap. That out might be called like cut berries. Or something. <laughs> oh god it's like uh you know how they put like fiberglass and chewing tobacco to like no they uh, do well that? this is what i've heard in like high school health class so i feel like it's probably true but th- apparently they put stuff in there so it'll like make little cuts on your mouth to like get all the chemicals in there oh that's horrible <clears throat> yeah i mean feel free to fact check that i feel like high school that, health that class seems is like a snopes. reliable source well, i'll snopes it real quick yeah but uh <laughs> this, this is all for a joke but I, it's like the crunch berries are like designed to cut your mouth open and like get sugar into your system faster <laughs> that'd be really funny uh this says do menthol cigarettes contain fiberglass false and then chewing tobacco doesn't chewing? come up right away it only like a only like a message board post came up yeah i mean i feel like high school health class was designed to uh yeah, just you as straight laced as possible yeah. without explaining why. <laughs> Dude, like, you know what I kind of feel like uh, my education was? Me <laughs> following all the rules and then watching other people not follow them and then either get ahead from that or me realizing that I have to unlearn all the rules that I was taught. Mm. I don't have any specific examples, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess alcohol is one of them. Like, the, it turned me so off of alcohol, like all this health classes and stuff, that it made me like super self righteous about it for a long time. Yeah. Like, oh, only stupid people drink alcohol and only stupid people smoke cigarettes and all this stuff. Totally. Instead of taking a much more pragmatic approach of just like. Well, Actually, you know, that is something we could talk about because. Uh... <clears throat> I, for the longest time, I had the same sort of attitudes about alcohol, and I totally understand anyone who still does. Like, and it, it's funny because specifically related to like camping and nature and stuff. I remember my freshman year roommate was like really into the outdoors and hiking, but he was also really into like drinking and partying. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I just saw those as like conflicting forces, and I was like, these things are like the antithesis of each other. Yeah, like one of them yeah. is you're in the quiet solitude, you're living healthily. The others, but I think like, well, first of all, I think it's best to just live life open to different experiences, but also, I don't know, even if they are the antithesis, they sort of have a similarity in the sense that like when I first went camping, it was opening myself up to completely new experiences. And like nature is weird because it's, it's got this side of it where it can be very new, but it can also be something super familiar. Mm -hmm. And whereas like drinking alcohol and going in parties was like also something that was like, a very new experience to me mm-hmm. when I first did it. And I don't know. I, I think like it, it's so interesting because it, in general, I think of like outdoors people as like falling into two categories. 
And one is like people who have lived in like the country all their life. And so it's super familiar to them and people who like have lived in the city. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting thing about how it relates to people. And Yeah. Well, no, it's something you just said made me think about uh, the like the self-righteousness about uh, alcohol and partying and stuff like that, at mm-hmm. least that I experienced. I think a lot of it was masking the fear of the unknown and like the mm-hmm. like the newness of it. So like when you like, for example, like when I was in college. I didn't go to many parties and like if I could give an excuse and I probably like was trying to rationalize this excuse to myself. It's like, Oh, I don't want to go drinking. I don't want to go be these stupid people and party and stuff. They're just like, uh, doing stupid stuff. Yeah. But in reality it was probably, and not probably in reality, it was just me being scared to go, mm-hmm. you know? And like, uh, using, using that as a rationalization. Well, there was, there's another aspect of it for me at least where, there was almost part of me that wanted to do it. Like I, in a way I felt left out because I didn't do it. And then I had to rationalize to myself that like, it was not, it was something beneath. Me, oh you know? yeah. Yeah. That's another yeah. part. Yeah. Cause you, you know, you want to be part of it, but it's like, yeah. Yeah. They're like, Oh no, nah, I mean, it's like, um, well, I mean, it's like very like third grade behavior. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to play with that anyway. <laughs> well, there's that line in the, uh, the, what about me song? Um, uh, the, the ego Sugar one? Hill. Which one is it? The one with uh, uh, I've been away or whatever. Oh yeah, I've been away. Yeah, uh, but there, there's the part where the guy's rapping and he's talking about how he, like, like he's talking from the perspective of ego and he's saying that he hates like the unfamiliar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like the same force that like gives you pride and a sense of like self is also the force that'll make you afraid of new experiences because like. It just you, you could look stupid you are, yeah you yeah, could yeah. do something dumb like all this stuff you know i was just uh this is totally tangential but i was just reading an article on like these kind of new the new jackass you know the show jackass back in the day mm-hmm. um the new jackass is all of, like these youtube pranksters and stuff just doing stupid stuff oh, yeah. like he sh- who shall not be named who went to japan and did a bunch of stupid stuff yeah, yeah they were saying the big difference in in the article the author was saying the big difference is that in jackass the people doing the stunts always made sure that they were the butt of the joke like ah, yeah. they were always the stupid idiot you know mm-hmm. but in this new age it's always somebody else is the butt of the joke and they're they just come away looking clean you know yeah that's interesting and it's like really disturbing to me that like young people are looking up to people like that you know that's sort of it sort of goes along with like when comedians complain about not being able to say certain things i feel like there's a very stark difference between making fun of people who are in a position above you versus beneath you you know yeah yeah like if absolutely. someone like like making fun of a handicapped person like they've already got enough in their life yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've got enough troubles as it is but like people who are already high in stature it's like come on like yeah like well though in general i just feel like making fun of anybody is like kind of like if you make fun of yourself that's like the ultimate you can yeah. make fun of other people using yourself if, if that's really what you want to do yeah, you know, yeah. You, just like louis ck he was always talking about like which by the way is his career like destroyed now i have no idea what's going on with him yeah i, I don't really know either looked into it recently i haven't either but in any case he um he in some interview he was like so when i'm talking about like some person who was sitting next to me on the plane i'm always mm-hmm. talking about myself he's like it's always <laughs> me that i'm actually talking about i'm the idiot who <laughs> i'm making fun of in the skit yeah yeah but it's just like self-deprecating humor can like enlighten a lot of things. I, isn't there like, do people not like self-deprecating humor or something? Like, I I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people like it, but I've also heard like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, it's like Conan, I feel like is the master of self-deprecating humor. Yeah. But it's like, he also is like, he egomaniacs himself all the time too. But in a way it's like self-deprecating. Yeah. It's like <laughs> Cause a it's like so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Conan is a great comedian. <laughs> Conan is still like the only late night host that I care about at all. Yeah, no, totally. I'm totally in agreement with that. <laughs> I'm so glad that, you know, actually, like, I'm sure it was very tough for him, but I'm glad that he didn't become the next NBC guy. Because if he did, he yeah. wouldn't have like his YouTube channel. 
And his YouTube mm. channel is literally the only way I experience his stuff now. Yeah. Like it's, I remember back in the day I had that DVD of the Conan 10th anniversary and I remember watching that. Yeah. And I would watch that over and over because they were just, <laughs> it was basically just like his YouTube clips where he goes traveling somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it, back then, that was the only way you could get it was on a DVD. If they made a show that was just Conan traveling around and playing video games and doing stuff, like just all the remotes and Clueless Gamer parts. Like, God, <laughs> I would love that so much, dude. <laughs> like, I would want to produce that show. I would just want to be following him around with the camera. A travel show with Conan would be unbelievable. Oh, my God. Dude. What if they did a crossover of Anthony Bourdain and Conan O'Brien? That'd be amazing, man. <laughs> God, that would be so good, dude. It's like Anthony Bourdain giving his pretentious like philosophy and then Conan <laughs> O'Brien making fun of him like Jordan Schlansky. Dude, they should just do Jordan Schlansky and Conan O'Brien travel the world. <laughs> like make a movie and a awesome. documentary and like a TV series. Watch all of it. <laughs> yeah, TBS, you know, you, you can pay us for the rights. If <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so... You just mentioned video games, and I just saw a really good Facebook post that my friend shared with me, and he's talking about how people romanticize books, or maybe that's not the right word, but they're like, oh yeah, man, I, I can't exactly wait to curl up with a book and mm-hmm. the, like just read a book all day, and then it'll be like a stormy weather with a nice hot cup of cocoa or something, mm-hmm. and it's like, he was like, I can't, the post was like, I can't wait until video games can be looked at in the same way. <laughs> And, you know, really, when you think about it, they're just two different forms of media. It's just for some reason, like, oh, go ahead. No, no, I I was saying, I feel like they'll become like that once a new form of media comes about. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's actually what I commented. I was like, once the next form of media comes out that old people can start blaming for all the ills of society, then video games can enjoy that. So you VR using people used to only have one screen when yeah. you grounded in reality and <laughs> well dude you know actually that's kind of already happening like people like mm-hmm. the reaction that even myself has had towards vr i'm like i don't know about this man mm-hmm. but well yeah i i have mixed feelings because i think there should be a healthy dose of skepticism <laughs> yeah but at the same time it's not that big a deal either <laughs> yeah the well i mean there, well yeah because i was gonna say that um well, I guess it just kind of goes back to you have new problems. But, like, apparently back in the day, people would gather around the piano, like, at mm-hmm. night instead of the TV because before there was TV and then they would just sing and dance and stuff next to the piano as mm-hmm. entertainment every night. And it's hard to say. Well, I mean, I guess it's in one aspect you can say it's demonstrably worse, which is that you're not interacting with the TV and you're not, like, using your brain as much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, man, you can tell some amazing stories with TV. Oh, totally. And, like, learn some amazing things, you know? I think maybe the problem is we think too often in, like, hierarchies. Like, Mm. it's not that one form is better than another purely. It's just that certain forms are better for certain things. Like, if you're reading a book, like, that's a great way to gain knowledge. It's a great way to, like, stretch your imagination. But if you're watching a movie or TV, that's a great way to, like... uh, have something super visually and audio like audibly moving. yeah 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 although you know maybe part of the stigma is that like a lot of what you see on tv is like the media equivalent of 50 shades of gray in books it's like yeah yeah it's like, just appealing to your most base like nature mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. really challenge you you know mm-hmm. well you know and i guess go ahead oh I, I was saying i guess maybe it lends itself to that in a, in a certain way since it's it's probably a lot easier to consume tv but yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, it's very passive. You can just sit there and let it mm. wash over you. I think, for me, the big differentiator between good anything and bad anything is what was the intent behind it. Mm. Like, if whatever it happens to be, like Fifty Shades of Grey, okay? I've never read it. I have no idea what it... I, mean, I know a little bit what it's about. But <laughs> <laughs> the person who made it, if the person who wrote it was just super passionate about it and was like, <laughs> I must write this and it's like a calling if that was the intention and that was the place that it came from then i don't begrudge any of its success i'm mm. like great and i and i hope that you enjoyed making it. i hope that the people who read it enjoy it i hope everybody who's involved in it is like getting a lot out of it it's the stuff that's just made purely for profit and mm. to like cash in on something that i just like have no stomach for yeah yeah which is weird because i feel like star wars is kind of like 
right on that line. It's, it's both. It's like, yeah. It's like I mean, it's it's hard to separate the two in today's society. It's like that's just, yeah, that's true. Because uh, money is like kind of what makes it, it happen in the first place. So although like people can be pretty passionate about terrible things, though. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> I mean, but like as long as they, it's from a genuine place. Like in general, it's just as long in as general, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just lo- like, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say as long as it's not some ulterior motive. Like if yeah, if yeah. you're just wanting fame or fortune then it's like, man, I don't care about what you're creating, mm-hmm. you know? So th- this is something I've been actually thinking about recently because I recently, re- not really rediscovered, but I just started watching Iron Chef again on YouTube. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to you this about, uh, about this the other day, but like there's some TV shows where they'll dramatize things in a very disingenuous way. So like uh, like Mud, Mud Road Fisherman or whatever <laughs> show that you see on Discovery Channel. Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> yeah yeah dirt road dirt road deadliest catch <laughs> um deadliest they'll always worms. focus on like these minute conflicts between the characters and like drum them up as some big thing yeah like okay perfect example i was watching this like hunting channel at my sister's place one time and this like this guy hunted an animal and like didn't tag it immediately which i guess is something before like walking to his car or something it was like some minor rule he broke mm-hmm. and like the warden goes over to me he's like oh this guy didn't tag it okay we're gonna have to go confront him and later like, there's this really intense music and it like cuts to commercial and then it comes back and he's like talking to me he's like so uh you didn't tag that and like, oh yeah sorry i just forgot <laughs> oh well okay uh i'm gonna let you off with a warning but uh just remember you to do it next time <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no drama there you're just trying to create yeah. drama but if you look at a show like Iron Chef or like, I don't know what else, but like, they drama oh, yeah, like what else? Uh, the twenty first century battle where they brought the show back to have uh-huh. like a big competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chairman <laughs> Kaga is wearing this like really flamboyant uniform. <laughs> Four people playing trumpets like play these flourishes, and he comes out on a horse. And like, <laughs> it is so incredibly dramatic, but it's like. The type of drama where you can tell that whoever was creating the show was like, "Yes, look, I am really passionate about artistic, like gourmet cooking, and it deserves this sort of drama." Yes, yes, absolutely, dude. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's like it comes from a real place, right? Like yeah. the whoever's making that show, they really, really care about that, and like it comes through. So, like, even though it's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous in a way that you, you feel like this is stupid. You're like, this is awesome. Right. It's like that guy who we saw making the coffee in Japan. Yeah, exactly. Like that guy cared so much about coffee and he was just like, like what he was doing, like if just on the face of it, it's super pretentious and stupid. Mm-hmm. But when you see like the uh, spirit behind it, you're like, no, this is great, dude. I think also to his credit, he was like, totally fine with us not knowing what was going on and like explaining it yeah like yeah yeah not looking at us like <clears throat> whereas like the the stereotype of a hipster barista would like look down on you for not knowing yeah, I mean, yeah like how <laughs> dare probably you like an unfair characterization <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, what you drink americano you american <laughs> the, the jordan schlansky's of the world <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jordan Slansky. He doesn't invite people into like all of his passions. He looks down on people. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, I know it's an act, but like that's a perfect caricature of that type of mentality. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, we, you know, I'm trying to think if I still do that in any aspect of my life. Because like, they're, especially growing up, like that's such a... I was going to say, I feel like I definitely probably do. I just can't think of anything. <laughs> tacos is the one for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to invite people into the taco, 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 and force feed them the tripe that, tacos. You know, that's actually true. <laughs> like, your method might not be the greatest because you're making fun of Taco Bell. But <laughs> taco but, Bell's delicious. Everybody knows it's delicious. Yeah, but it's delicious in a totally chemical yeah. and scientific way. <laughs> It's been formulated to be the best. But just like uh, I was going to say, just like such a dumb kid behavior to like try to rub your knowledge into somebody else's face. Like, I can't believe you don't know that. Like, everybody knows that. Sometimes I feel like it comes from a place of feeling like like whatever you're appreciating is underappreciated. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, 
Well, it's weird. You kind of just want people. It's like a human tendency to want people to like rally behind your cause, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. You want to feel like you're part of a group. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was just watching the Olympics open opening ceremonies and they were talking about how the group is so important in Korea. And mm-hmm. I know that it's like that in Japan and Korea for sure, but I don't know about the other Asian countries, but isn't it interesting how like in Japan and Korea, I don't know that much about Korea, but the, the group is so valued and like your personal happiness is almost valued is is valued less than the groups but like Mm -hmm. in america it's all about the individual to like almost a ridiculous degree Mm -hmm. and i feel like both cultures they're too far on each side like japan's way too far on the collective america's way too far on the individual and Mm -hmm. it's like if we it it always comes back to balance if you could just meet somewhere in the middle feel like we'd all be better off because you'd be like it's in america our problem is we're way too focused on the individual and we're always just like me at all costs you know mm-hmm. yeah you know i could see like both uh i guess ideologies being like a way to uh like i don't uh, control people like that sounds a little too 1984 conspiracy mm-hmm, whatever, yeah, but yeah. just like i could see both of those being a way to like manage how people behave so for example like a culture that emphasizes individuality and caring about yourself, it, it could be used in a sense to like drive you to purchase lots of goods for yourself or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, to, yeah. But, but then again, like if you emphasize too much on like, Oh, it's all about all of us together. That could just be a way to get like workers to like yeah. <laughs> be more docile. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's like if you can just find like, well, no, cause like a lot of those, um, yeah, no, I was just going to start talking about conspiracy theories, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the, it, I can totally see what you're saying, though. Like, it, either way, they can be used against people. I mean, but I, I do think in general, like, it having a more communal focus is... I don't think this is a bad thing. Well, I, just like, especially in our culture, mm-hmm. like, community is really kind of taking a backseat to individuality. And, like, th- there's pros and cons to that, of course, but... Maybe it's about who is, like, being told to to care about themselves. It's, like, maybe there are certain people who should start caring more about community and certain Mm, people who aren't caring enough about themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, the... uh, I'm also kind of, like, not a huge believer in... Like, it's a very nice idea, and I really Mm. like it in my stories and, like, movies and stuff like that, but the idea of the hero with the ironclad will who can make anything happen oh yeah it's just like the general idea of the american dream of like pulling yourself up from nothing Mm. i feel like that's such a like it's a very romantic cool idea but it's not very conducive to happiness for Mm. either the hero or for people in general because like if that's what it takes is if you have to be like a casey neistat who can just like sleep two hours a night do so much every single day just to become like comfortable in life i feel like that's there's something fundamentally wrong there i saw this uh this quote from elon musk and he was like oh just just work 100 hours a week and uh you know you'll get ahead of people he's like even if you're not working that hard you're still working more than them did you know how much 100 hours a week is that's like the whole week (laughs) if if you if you have no weekends if every single day is a work day that's 14 hours a day like I, I feel like we ha- so so often have this like really self-flagellating attitude and like we romanticize yeah. work. Like don't get me wrong, I I romanticize work in the sense that like it feels good to get out hiking. It feels good to like get your hands dirty and do things. But and like there work can absolutely be fulfilling. But also like working 14 hours a day in a company 7 days a week, that is not normal. Like that is just so antithetical to human existence and I, like i mean that literally like i don't human beings are not designed to do sort of like mind-numbing work for that long well even pe- like fulfilling work i don't think we're designed to do it that long yeah that's like a that's not you can barely get enough sleep doing that right and there's no time for like how would you even find like a mate if you're working that much you know i was just reading that if um if people 
produce the same amount of output as they did in 1950s, like before technology advanced. Mm -hmm. Like we're working the same, if not longer hours, right? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, if we produce the same amount of output, we would only have to work like two hours a day. <laughs> God, yeah. I was like, whenever I see my mom using technology, I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. technology isn't our friend. Like, unless you really like technology and like discovering how to use things, mm -hmm. it just makes your life more difficult. <laughs> or like, it'll allow you to do more work, but the workload just increases. It's not mm -hmm. like you get to do the same amount of work more easily. You know what I mean? Right. In theory, that's like what everyone back then thought it was going to be. Like, yeah, yeah. Just look at the Jetsons. Like, we thought we were going to be like getting dressed by robots and stuff and like people would be totally free to do what they wanted because the machines were doing all the work. And like there there are machines doing work. It's just <laughs> Yeah. You know. It's just like replacing jobs that people right. rely on for right. a living. <laughs> How uh, did we get into this again? I don't know. We we've just been going from one topic to another topic. <laughs> but Elon Musk, the dude is an outlier. He's just like the Casey Neistat example I was talking about. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't we we're we romanticize outliers to such like a ridiculous degree. Oh, I just right, don't yeah. feel like it's realistic, man. Like I, maybe it's just cause I'm getting older or something. I don't know. But like the whole idea of like conquering all and becoming like this hero who's like achieved amazing things. It's just like, yeah, you might be able to do that. And one person might be able to do that, but how does that help everybody? You know, like, so it just sounds like uh, you need to smoke more Marlboros. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get a cowboy hat. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, it's really funny because, like, that hero narrative is so prevalent. And, like, we we think of, like, major historical figures like presidents or, like, MLK and stuff. And, like, yeah, they were great people or whatever. But we always neglect the fact that there was, like, an entire group of people, yes. a movement of people behind them. And yeah. it's, like, it's not just this one person. Like, it doesn't happen like it does in movies where this hero character gives a rousing speech and then... And then suddenly everybody's changed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like in V for Vendetta or something. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. I'll see that at some point. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay, I guess. <laughs> and we, we've talked about that shower scene in that movie, right? <laughs> That's, that sounds so funny because it sounds like a not safe for work scene or something. It's like... <laughs> Go ahead and explain what the scene is. <laughs> so in the scene, there's like... The, like, minister of propaganda guy, like, the big talking head on the, the propaganda news show. He's, like, <laughs> he's in this shower at his home, and he's got, like, TV screens all around him. And he's just watching himself give a speech, and he's, like, <laughs> reciting it to himself. And he's, like, really into it. He's, <laughs> like, like, oh, Britain will prevail. <laughs> he's, like, miming the words that he's saying on the screen while he's showering. But uh, the joke is, every when we first made the first few adventure archives episodes and we'd watch them over and over again because they're like really excited at the time you were always joking that you would like be watching the episode just miming what you were saying while yes. you're in the shower <laughs> yes yes give me that philosophy yes slow motion shot yep dissolve okay music comes in <laughs> It's like the scene in Truman Show where the director guy is like, oh yeah, got the music going, lights up, and he's like got this face, he's like yes, yes. Yeah. It's so funny now because we don't even watch our episodes anymore. Yeah. It's like we make them, and it's like okay, I'm done looking at that for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's not true. I watch scenes and stuff. Of the uh, yeah, episodes. it's like it depends what time of day it is. Sometimes yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, but um. <laughs> yeah it's not quite the same thrill anymore <laughs> okay so we're at about 54 minutes yeah. right now we've still got two more items that we could still talk about let's just talk about because we kind of talked about dramatization the other one i want to talk about was taste in things in general but we could talk about that some other time it's just like everybody has different tastes in movies and stuff and what they want what i really want to talk about we can talk about this just succinctly is gear acquisition syndrome mm. which is where you get so focused on, like the it's example. Bad. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> what was that? No, no. I was like, yeah, it's bad. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> the, <laughs> like the example I always use is my dad. He used to talk about this when I was a kid. I didn't really understand it because I didn't have my own income to buy things with. But he was talking about like tennis rackets. 
He would always like look at tennis rackets and be like, oh, I'm going to get this tennis racket. And then once I get this tennis racket, I'll finally be a good tennis player or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he'd get the tennis racket and realize that nothing really changed. Like it was a slightly <laughs> better tennis racket. And like in the same way, my big one is, I mean, I think for a lot of our viewers, the big one is camping gear. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to get this knife. I'm going to get this new uh, tent. I'm going to get this whatever. And we'd look at reviews and stuff. For me, my big Achilles heel is cameras like yeah. <laughs> as soon as i like get a new lens like it doesn't satisfy me and i'm like oh, okay great i'm gonna use this lens i'm like no okay what else can i get you know mm-hmm. and i feel like it's uh so first my question is do you have this problem with anything i i, uh, I definitely used to have it for knives well you know i i don't know if i have it so much with like gear specifically but i definitely think to myself all the time like oh man i should learn this skill and i never do it and Mm, probably okay. if i did not much would change but <laughs> so well, no i i think there are definitely situations where i'm like i should do this and i don't but it's not always tied to like buying gear necessarily but yeah i, I guess just the the big thing i've been thinking about a lot lately is mm-hmm. a tool versus what you use the tool for yeah and i feel like i at least fall into this trap so often where i'm thinking too much about the tool and not enough about the actual experience or sometimes just like the acquisition of the tool becomes the whole point like yeah, yeah. good example is video game collecting at some point when you if you become a collector collecting becomes more of the point than playing the games mm-hmm. but originally the point was to play the games and we we imbue things with like more qualities than they have <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. On a material level, yeah. It's Anyways, like, it's just like uh, something I've been thinking about. So, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't have specific thoughts about well, I, it, I'm, I probably like I'm sure I've fallen into this, but I just nothing's coming to my head. But like, I'm, it's not because I'm infallible. I definitely have done like for the longest time. I was so obsessed with knives, and I kept looking at knives, and I was like, oh man, I need this one. Well, uh, what made you finally stop thinking about them? I don't know, actually. Actually, it might have been just the fact that I started using them, and I was like, I really don't need more knives. Like, these are totally fine. They're like, oh, this is definitely good enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, like, for the longest time, knives were just, like, just, like, the sight of a knife was really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's weird that I never got into that. Like, because I've gotten a lot of things, but, like, mm-hmm. knives never really excited me. But maybe it's because I never even had any purpose for them. The The irony is that I think I was, like, one of the last people to get a knife among like because like brian's had one for a long time and i I feel like i know like danny got one when we went camping that one time. oh yeah 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 and like yeah just yeah it took was, me a long time to get one <laughs> the just like perfecting things can also become like problematic mm-hmm. like just like always trying to make something perfect to the point of like yeah yeah pathological but sometimes it prevents you from even doing the thing in the first place like yeah it was like you start absorbing anyways like i i'm just curious what other people's feelings are on that, that. Be, i mean we'd have to wait for the comments but yeah, yeah yeah like what sort of things do you pine after <laughs> yeah it's just like this pining without any real like fulfillment you know like you finally get the thing and then you're just like well that was great. What's the next thing I can get? Yeah. Actually, you know, I, I feel like like I don't buy stuff, but I do have a very addictive personality, and that's probably like <laughs> the equivalent is probably just me like browsing the internet late at night or something. It's <laughs> like nothing on here could possibly fulfill me <laughs> in any meaningful way, but <laughs> but I'm gonna keep searching anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the there are studies on rats, right? Where mm-hmm. they pushed a button and then they got a grape, right? Mm-hmm. Or they pushed like a certain combination. And then once they learned how to do that, like it would trigger a response like of dopamine, which is the habit forming uh, neurochemical. Yeah. And if you made it so that sometimes you got the grape and sometimes you didn't get the grape, that habit would become even stronger. So like wow, things like Reddit and Facebook, the re- part of the reason why scrolling through it is so addictive is because you don't know if that next post is going to change your life. It's gambling. 
Yeah, no, it's loot boxes, it's gambling, it's destiny, engrams, it's all that stuff. <laughs> oh, you know, Monster Hunter doesn't have that, does it? No. Oh, man, another reason I love Monster Hunter, dude. No loot boxes <laughs> in there. I, yeah, it's loot boxes are kind of ridiculous, because it's like, if you're paying for something that's virtual, you should at least be able to choose what you're getting. Yes, exactly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there's so many of those loot box things that I'm like, oh, look, I'll pay you for the costume. Okay, I want that little, like, hat for my virtual That's character. what we should do. <laughs> we should. If you become a patron, there's a 50-50 <laughs> chance you'll see it early. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That would be the lowest of the low. <laughs> but other people, the companies do that with no shame. Yeah, yeah. Like, no shame. And, in fact, they're, like, their stockholders, like, they want them to do that to make money. That's what happens when you become too separate from the product you're making. Yeah. Like, it's like you make it. What if they did loot boxes for physical products? Like big physical products. Like you buy a phone, right? There's a 50-50 chance it's a phone and like a plate of macaroni or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you might get a different phone or like you might not get a headset with it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something ridiculous. <laughs> like it's cheaper, but you might not get what you want. And like that's taken to the extreme obviously but mm -hmm. okay so anyways gear acquisition central <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm curious who has dealt with this who suffers from it and um like i'm especially curious for people what are your tactics for not falling into that trap mm. of just like for example like i bought a new coat today it's weird but like for camping gear like i don't have that problem at all like, I think maybe part of it is just I use all of my camping gear very much as tools. Like, I don't look at them as, like, fun objects to, like, lust after. So there's never any of that. Like, once I've bought it, I'm, like, so done. And I'm like, oh, thank God that's out of the way. You know, I just realized one reason <clears throat> that I think I don't get this as much anymore is because I'm such a messy person. And the more stuff I have, just the hard, harder mm. it is to clean up yeah 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 and like like clothes especially i like there's so much stuff in my closet that i just want to donate and i've already donated a lot of it but yeah it's just more stuff is like usually an inconvenience now at this point yeah yeah i wish i could do that i mean <laughs> i'm i'm very minimalist but like i i, I don't know maybe it's just kind of like my personality but i get obsessive about things of like even perfecting my minimalism like mm. Instead of just like wearing the clothes I have and be like, how can I make this more efficient? <laughs> and it's like at some point you got to just like stop and just be like, yo. Mm -hmm. But uh, That's anyway. Ironic. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to close it out with these two questions? <laughs> oh, there was questions? Okay, yeah, let's do it. There are like two of them, yeah. Okay. Okay, so, uh, well, the first one's really easy. Brian A. asks, have you considered doing more hikes in northern, lower peninsula, and upper peninsula of Michigan? Uh, yes, and we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we will indeed. be. <laughs> Which I'm sure he's aware of now. But yeah, uh, the other one is Alex Tessman. What do you think of camping cocktails? Some people bring beer or a bottle or something of oh, something on backpacking trips to help them warm up on a cold night. Uh, but I think there's room for pre-mixed drink in backpacking gear. Thoughts? As a hobbyist mixologist, uh, I would be happy to mix something up if you all would like to try something. So I think I've had this misconception. I think. I mean, a lot of parks, like, they don't let you have alcohol in certain mm -hmm. areas. But I was just looking at some of the rules, and I think you are allowed to bring it in a lot of places. Well, that's, like, that's uh, problematic, because I always thought it was against the rules, too. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know, like, maybe, I think part of it is, like, glass containers, for sure. And uh. there probably are some places where you're not supposed to. But, like, in Shenandoah, I was just looking, and it just says, like, it's prohibited in certain areas. Um, but, and even in Hoosier, where we're about to go, it says prohibited at german ridge lake and beach and uh so we no can bring beverages it. are allowed at the hickory ridge tower so we can bring it as far as i can tell i mean that's what it looks like man because you know that's the big reason why we've never even thought about it before is just because you can't do it mm -hmm. we especially don't want to like just do it anyway and then film it you know right <clears throat> but i would love to have a beer on the yeah, trail just, that would like be so wine awesome would be awesome oh yeah yeah yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look that into that before we leave on a trip, but uh, but yeah, as far as cocktails, I I haven't really had many cocktails in my life, so like I couldn't give you a good answer, but I would love to try cocktails and 
I wonder like what a good one for backpacking would be like would it just be stuff with like dehydrated herbs and stuff like I really like uh, Moscow mules and Mm. I had this Brazilian cocktail called a caipirina which is really good Mm, capoeira yeah that's the martial art (laughs) sorry capybaras (laughs) and gin and tonic i I didn't realize it but i actually like that a lot ah yeah gin and tonic that's see i mean (laughs) just like the times i've drank alcohol especially like cocktails and stuff it was never like for taste so Mm -hmm. i didn't really think about it but i would like to give those (laughs) a try my buddy wyatt in canada he's all about those cocktails yeah for me it's like even if it weren't for like the effects of the alcohol, even the best tasting ones, it'd be like, I can drink something. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like just speaking of like my self-righteous phase against alcohol, like I would always be like, why would anybody drink this? It tastes terrible. Mm-hmm. But actually beer, I legitimately like the taste of. So maybe it's kind of like a, your taste buds change and you oh, have to like get yeah. acclimated to it. Actually, you know, what'd be awesome is like hot sake or something. Oh yeah, man. Oh, remember that sake we had in Japan? Yeah. It was like turpentine. <laughs> oh, the one that when we were camping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good times. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. I think we should just go ahead and end it. Won't yeah. ramble too long. Any final thanks for, thoughts? Thanks for listening to this uh, completely unstructured podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like stream of consciousness podcast. <laughs> Dude, that'd be a good name for our podcast if we didn't already have a name. Dude, yeah. Maybe we should just change it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stream of co- well yeah maybe when we don't have topics we can call it that stream of consciousness consciousness i'll just i'll just title this one stream of consciousness <laughs> oh that's a good idea okay cool and yeah, you don't uh, yeah you can underline it in case anybody doesn't get the, the <laughs> pun <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, yeah thank you for watching and listening yeah okay well see you around <laughs> all right see ya <laughs>